Welcome back to another episode of Third and Long. I'm your host, Sam Prince. Alongside me is my co-host, Aaron Hook. And today, for today's episode of this episode of Third and Long, we have two guests of the Royal Radio Sports Tournament. Thank you guys for taking your time to join us to talk some NFL. We have Aiden Ray and Greg Mazzo. Greg, your second time on. Aiden, it's your first time on this semester. Yep. You were on it a lot last semester with Tom Hill. And... Boys, we had quite a weekend in the NFC, NFC and AFC divisional rounds. Let's start out with the main event, the Chiefs versus Bills. Mahomes silenced every single hater. People said he couldn't win away. People said he couldn't make Travis Kelsey him again. People said the Chiefs weren't going to stop the Bills. Josh Allen had a great game, but he needs some supporting cast. What this game was the main takeaway for me is that we are living we in the modern day Brady. Yes, I'm saying it. Patrick Mahomes, if this man wins another ring, he's undoubtedly the third greatest quarterback of all time. Third? Yeah. So, in terms of greatness, who would he be behind? Brady? Montana. And Joe Montana. Like, I think Patrick Mahomes at this point is just, like, you didn't talk about who's the best. Who throws the best ball, whatever. He is the best improviser that the lead has ever seen. I, I don't think it's particularly and, close, right? Aaron, you're a Jets fan. I know you I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one, but I strongly think that he Patrick Holmes is the most talented quarterback of all time. I mean, you know, that's been the conversation and it just in terms of talent, I mean, I, I what what is talent? Is that pocket presence? Is that just Ability to put the ball in a bucket. Because, I mean, Mahomes obviously has a fantastic arm. He's incredibly accurate. Like, he is the entire package. And, again, he has the ability to be an elite improviser. Just pull plays out of his rear end like we saw multiple times during this Bills game. Josh Allen doing a bit of the same as well. And Mahomes is also... Um, I, think he's, I think people are starting to realize now that he is a better runner than I think he's been given credit for. He's always been, obviously known as an athletic guy, but, I mean, that long run he had up the sideline, you know, Mahomes can definitely make plays with his legs as well. Um, you know, I, I, I think, fine, if you want to call him the most talented quarterback ever, fine. I think Aaron Rodgers might throw the best ball in the history of the NFL, but if Patrick Mahomes is the best uh, scrambler or improviser or whatever you want to call it, sure. I well, mean, he's it, definitely the best improviser. I, Who it, even... His greatness, I mean, and again, he just finds ways to win the, these games, guys, because, you know, we were talking yesterday on offsides, Aiden and Dredd, like, this version <laughs> of the Chiefs requires a lot more out of Patrick Mahomes, I mean, than in years past, obviously, because at some point, you know, he could have just, you know, Tyreek Hill was always coming back to the ball, or, or you know, Travis Kelsey of, of years prior uh, would always kind of sit down in the right spot. And they still do a lot of that. But now with Rasheed Rice being more heavily relied on in the passing game, um, let's see, four targets in this game, and he caught all four of them for 47 yards. Kelsey with the pair of touchdowns, one on just a completely uh, blown coverage by the Bills on the back end. This is more of a like like ground and pound type of attack with and the Chiefs this, offense at this point. And it almost... It's very different than the traditional Andy Reid team, the air raid offense that we're right. used to seeing. And this kind of reminds me of that late Patriots dynasty where it wasn't all Brady throwing the ball. He made the plays when he needed to play, but they ran the ball late. 
and the later years of the Patriots dynasty, and that's what they're doing now. They're winning the line of scrimmage, and that's how you win NFL games in the playoffs. And and their defense has been absolutely fantastic, right, as yeah. well. I, wa- I wanted to go on Sam's point real quick about Patrick Mahomes possibly being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time when it's all said and done. And by the Possibly. Time, he is already. I Well, I think to your point, or you're the one that said he, he could be third, or you think he's third I, best. I think he's the third best okay. right now. Well, you think third he's third be- best right Third best think, or third greatest? Because those third, are different things. I think he's, I, I, I truly think he's the third Here, best. Here's what I'll say. If he I, wins this ring, let, if he wins this year, he will undoubtedly be the third greatest quarterback. Let, let's say this. I think right now he's on that path. We got to see what happens the rest of his career, obviously. And then, he could retire right now, and he'll be the, still the third greatest quarterback of all time. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty he's, early that he retires. He's got though. two championships. He does. Two he's MVPs. Got, two two MVPs. MVPs. But here's what it is with Mahomes, and this is why he's so great. Because it doesn't matter, and I've been saying this all year with the Chiefs, that they have no receivers other than Travis Kelsey. I know Rasheed Rice is done a decent job this year, but I just don't view him as a number one receiver quite yet. But it doesn't matter what you put around Patrick Mahomes. He is going to get the job done we, for you. We said the same thing about Brady with Gronk. You know, I'm, yeah, I liked watching Julian Edelman with the Patriot days and then the dynasties in the 2000s. You saw that Julian Edelman wasn't really that good of a receiver and Tom Brady made him that good of a receiver. And I think Patrick Owens is doing the same thing with Rasheed Rice. Well, don't, I mean, don't discredit the receiver, but the, the quarterback, yeah, you can put them in a better spot to succeed. And obviously Edelman was fitting right into that New England slot receiver, right? Like he was Wes Welker 2.0, yep. right? So, like, yeah, Brady loves those guys. And obviously a guy like Tyree Kill, who played a lot from the slot, um, Patrick Mahomes found a way to just make him the most dynamic weapon in football. He's moved on to Miami, and he's proven to probably still be that. Um, He would have broken the 2,000-yard mark if he had stayed healthy the whole year. Um, But it's just a different type of offense with the Chiefs this this time around, Greg. And really since Tyreek left last year, they've been a lot more about the run game. Isaiah Pacheco is really broken out as as someone who, you know, you can give the ball to 20, 20 times a game, um, and he's fantastic down near the goal line as well. So this Chiefs team, again, with that combined with their defense and, of course, the staying element of just having to somehow figure out Patrick Mahomes, which you're not going to do, yeah. uh, I hate to break it to you, they continue to win these close games, and obviously Buffalo – Played a great game as well, and you know the Tyler Bass miss is 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 brutal, you, right? And so. you can't blame it all on Tyler Bass because you actually have to blame it on Stephon Diggs. He dropped a wide open pass. It was going to be a touchdown. If he catches that, you never know. We could be talking about this game in a totally different angle. We could say Allen finally got his revenge. <laughs> yeah, like in when when Diggs dropped that ball, it just felt like the air. Came out of, of of the stadium there in Buffalo. It was like here's a shot from a massive play late in the game. Right, star receiver, um, got to come up with that catch and and did to let it go right through his hands. Yeah, yeah. It's just like getting hopes of, of course, and of course, looking at Stephon Diggs. He only had three receptions for 21 yards and was not able to show up in a big game like this. This is the second game in a row against the Chiefs in the playoffs where he like really didn't show up at all. So that is. Really rough to see for both Diggs and the Buffalo Bills, obviously, because it's just you're going into a game against the Chiefs who you want to get your revenge against, and all of a sudden, just you don't. You don't. And then, 
of course, like we've seen like the memes, like the Stefan Dick's blood's been standing there for like four <laughs> years, stuff like that. And yeah, that's, yeah, Diggs definitely d- gets some blame, but also, yeah, I, I know every, you can't rely just on the kicker itself on mm-hmm. Tyler Bass. But of course, if you're making the NFL as a kicker, all you got to do is just kick, but still just, I, I, I think the weather may have played a bit of a factor. It was, just, yeah, the ball was definitely so tailed off look, to the right a little bit. Look, and the week before, right, though. No, of course. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. 40, 40, what, 45 yards. If he call, if you're a so-called superstar wide receiver, you have to come up in clutch moments. And Stephon Diggs did not come up in the clutch moment. Yes, he has in the past 2018 Minnesota Miracle. I mean, that was also a great throw by Keenan. But get back to the Bills. Bass missed two out of his three kicks the week before. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been hot. Let's just say he makes it. You're just thinking to yourself, oh, boy, this is a lot of time for Patrick Mahomes to go down the field and have Harrison Bucker kick a game-winning field goal. That's why, like, that's why I don't understand why people are talking about, like, Josh Allen in this game. How can you blame him? He did everything that he could in this game. I thought he played a fantastic game, and this is going to be the narrative with the Bills. They can't get over the hump. They can't beat the Chiefs. They can't beat Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's been three of the last four years they've lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. And... Like, I know this has also been another narrative, too, is is the Bills window really closing? No. Because I, I, I don't see it yet. I still think it's a very good roster, and I still believe in the roster. Even before they fired their offensive coordinator halfway through the season, they started to play well, and, and, and you saw the difference in, in the coordinator changes. They... They um they only lost one game and the one game that they lost to was the Eagles game and they would have won that game if Jake Elliott didn't hit that sixty one yard field goal whatever it was. Yeah, Greg. When you when they fired Ken Dorsey, it was a surprise after their Monday Night Football loss to the Denver Broncos. They were a different team. They won six out of seven to close the season out and eventually AFC AFC East champs. And you saw a difference in this Bills team. You saw this team. Josh Allen was back to his original form and look. I would make Joe Brady if he's not if he doesn't get a head coaching job your permanent OC for the next year. And Aiden, do you think this window is closing? I still think it's wide open. Look, you got Patrick Mahomes. That's to be a tough one. But until you can beat the King, you're not the King yet. To be fair, yeah. The uh, what I said after this game, the window is definitely closing for this Bills team because they're. Anything can happen in this offseason. There, there can be some drama by Stefan Diggs. That can happen. Um, no, Stephon, there was a report today. I thought so, too. We talked about this on Offside yesterday. What? Aaron and I did with Stefan Diggs and the Cowboys. Apparently, no. he's committed mm-hmm. Apparently, he's committed to this team and wants and will not ask for a trade, per sources. But, yeah, like, it's just like this. It's like the same, but I'm saying it's like the same narrative that happened three seasons in a row. And you're just not able to get over the hump after that. After you made the AFC Championship in 2020, losing to the Chiefs in that. 2021, losing the divisional round to the Chiefs. 2022, lost in the divisional round to Cincinnati. And then the same thing with the Chiefs again. Like, it's just the same narrative. So that's why I'm saying, like, the wind, window is, like, fully closed. And also, there's, like, a big cap hit for Josh Allen next year. It's, like, more than double than this year that I saw. So, Bills, um, they're not... It's it's definitely rough. They they will still be good, but the windows. I think the window is clo- closing. Yeah, even even going into that game as well. Remember, 
the Bills had four active linebackers. And how much blame does Sean McDermott get? Like, I do think Sean McDermott is a good coach, but is he the right guy to get him over the hump? Absolutely he is. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I I would say that he is because if you're going to fire Sean McDermott, who else are you going to go out there and hire? I know Jim you also. Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel. You did Bill Belichick. Yeah. Well, Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. The Falcons. That's Bill Belichick would never the, do the that. The thing is, the thing is, there's no, guar- there's no guarantee that you're no. going to sign him. That's that's the whole narrative. I mean, oh, he's been with division rival teams. I was going <sighs> to never mind. And, and McDermott, you know, he was kind of on the hot seat, I think, coming into the year, right? Because it was like. Well, if it's the same story, you know, if you run into Kansas City in the playoffs and can't get by him or if you get knocked out in the first round and all this type of noise, it was kind of like, and, you know, with the start to the season they had um, and just kind of trudging through, it was 6-8 at one point, they ended up winning the division. Um, you know, they actually, I, I, I think this kind of turnaround at the end of the season for the Bills really did keep McDermott's job because, you know, if they go out, and um, let's say they would have to have been in Miami spot on the road at Kansas City in the first round, and they ended up losing that game. I think McDermott's out the window. I think it's almost like a like a Nick Sirianni situation. Like we all know what's going on. They fired both of their coordinators, the Eagles, and we saw how good that the Eagles were when they made their Super Bowl run when they had Shane Steichen and uh, Jonathan Gannon, and then they let both is of those the same as the Eagles. Well, no, I'm just saying because the Eagles got rid of both coordinators and you saw the, the drop-off that they had this year. Yeah, that mm-hmm. but they got rid of the coordinators last year, the Bills, and they didn't get rid of all of them. They got rid of one, and look how much much of a difference that yeah, made. So it was almost like opposite perspectives. Yeah, and for Buffalo, Ken Dorsey got fired during this season. Steichen and right. Gannon. All right, it's a lot waited. of Bills talk. We'll keep it home. Hopefully we'll look. Am I am I upset the Bills lost? Of course not. It's Mahomes media. Of course not. It's Mahomes. Media. I mean, it, it, sure, it's Mahomes media. Like you know, he he owns them. But like those Bills fans, man, you know, they love to talk smack. They do, and I respect the Bills fan base. You know, so some about, wild people. We have to talk but about two more things in this game. What, what, what? Jason Kelsey tailgating with the Bills Mafia. I mean, and going into the crowd. Look, Jason, How awesome was that? I mean, Jason Kelsey. Dude's awesome. Oh, yeah. I wish you would run for president. Would you like, go around? <laughs> Dude. I definitely would. Jason Kelsey is like the epitome of just like, he, he just doesn't care. Like, he's just got his shirt off, probably 15 degrees. Um, Less. In, in, in Buffalo. And, uh, and he's sitting with the other person <laughs> to talk about. Taylor the, Swift. T. Swift. Yeah, I I mean it's she is um yeah I mean I just she's the good luck charm right I mean even on the road she works so I don't think I don't know let's see I'm you know you know my whole thing on telling I mean she's gonna be in Baltimore next week I would assume I would assume she's supporting her man um but yeah I mean look uh, the Chiefs and uh, I mean. This defense is fantastic. Yeah, like this, we don't I give mean, Spad does such a great job with that. We don't them. give enough credit to McDuffie it's and Sneed. McDuffie and Sneed, look. Oh, uh, here we go. Sauce and DJ Reed, for my money, <laughs> are the best CB duo in the league. But Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie, are, they're like 1A, 1B. I mean, they're both fantastic. I think Kansas City's a top-five defense. It's pretty they're much great. been their strength all year. Yeah. And then, like, you know, this is what's so good about Kansas City. Like, I said this on one of the shows last semester. I think it was on, I said it on third and long. I might have said it on offsides too that this is the worst. I said it. This is the worst Chiefs team in the last five or six years in the Mahomes 
Reed era. And I thought that because the offense wasn't as explosive, but we saw that like for years, the defense hasn't been, really been their strength. It's actually been one of their weaknesses. And actually this year, this is their, this is their best defense they've had in the Mahomes Reed era because they've never had good defenses. So that kind of like now it's like, it's like a narrative change from, I think I might've said it in like week 15 about the Chiefs might being the worst team. Well, this could be one of their better teams. And can you imagine how much better they would actually be if they had Tyree Kill? Because that's that's what I've been saying a lot about the Chiefs this year is that if there's one thing that's hurting them, it's the receivers. And you you almost saw it in this game as well because remember when McCall Hartman fumbled that ball and it went uh, through the end zone and out of terrible. bounds for, for a touchback? Just terrible. And we've seen that all year from the Chiefs. We've seen Kadarius Tony drops. We've seen... Uh, Marquez Valdez scaling drops. Tony drops make to Darius Tony uh, fall or offsides as yep. well. Obviously, the just, Bills games just in the regular season so though. dumb. Just line it up in the neutral zone. Like, come on. And um, I, I mean Buffalo. I think just was kind of the same way, right? I mean, like Diggs obviously was kept quiet, and you had no Dave Davis. You had no yeah. big Dame Dave. Their right? best receiver was Khalil Shakir. Exactly. Seven catches for 44 and, and the late touchdown. And Dalton Kincaid was relied on heavily mm-hmm. in this game. And, you know, uh, James Cook gets the ball four times through the air. So, I mean, both teams were kind of working with, you know, kind of a contingent of guys. And obviously there's Travis Kelsey and, and Rasheed Rice really has impressed me. But both quarterbacks were, again, really having to make stuff happen on their own. So anytime these two teams, these two quarterbacks get together, um, we were, we were saying it for a couple of weeks. We were it's, like, we were like, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it, it's gonna be a great finish. It really always is. These two teams are really, um, obviously familiar with each other. Obviously, both coaches are, but they just seem to like. There seems to be an edge when they go at it. Because uh, it, I mean, it, again, it's, it's something special, and we don't appreciate we have to start appreciating greatness and that's what it is every time Patrick Mahomes plays Josh this is Allen. modern day Steelers Patriots if you think about it kind of so you're comparing Mahomes to Brady well no I didn't yeah say you that. are just saying yeah you are three out of four years to see him in the playoffs and Kansas City is taking it every time I mean, so, you're, I mean you're comparing Mahomes to Brady you're just all right. Helping my point. Is it, Mahomes is his own quarterback. Wait. Why does he need to be Tom Brady? Is no this, one needs to be Tom Brady. You think it's safe to is this safe to call Mahomes Allen a rivalry? Because yeah, yes. I don't, yeah. Yes. absolutely. I so. Yes. Because as much as here's here's the here's the thing. Allen has beaten Mahomes in the regular in the regular season. season, but in the playoffs, it's always been Patrick Mahomes. I actually think it's a great rivalry. Yeah, I mean, great rivalry. NFL, you should push these two being you know, I, I'm, one you know, a, obviously they they have respect for each other, um, but you don't have to hate each other to be rivals. You know what I mean? I mean, Josh Allen obviously says, you know, I mean, I I obviously has respect for Mahomes, and I'm sure they're they're you know, you know friends and all. They but uh, after games like this, he's probably like, screw that guy. He keep, why does he why does he always get to you know move on, and why did he get the the call and you know, the overtime and the coin flip and why does everything go his way, That was the luck way, of right? a coin flip, okay? Right? And uh, Josh Allen has got to be like, when's it When's it going to be my turn? So we'll see how the Bills, um, you know, respond in the offseason if Stephon did actually does end up staying or leaving to go play with his brother um, in Dallas. All right. So the Ravens beat the Houston Texans. Well, this weekend was more of a game than we – I thought it was more of a game as the score was 25 25- well, no, it was not 24. 34, 34 to 10. Yep. 
I mean, tie other. game at tie game at half. It was a tie game at half. But look, you you look at this Ravens team. Lamar Jackson is the first ever quarterback to have two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, if if you are a Lamar hater, just stop it. Stop hating on this man. This man solidified his MVP case. This man is showing why he's a top five quarterback and showing why he can bring the Ravens to a Super Bowl like he promised in 2018 on draft night. I totally agree. I think Lamar Jackson should win the MVP, and I said that since the 49ers game because if you remember going into that Niners game, it was basically whoever wins that game, whether it's Purdy or if it's Lamar Jackson, whoever wins that game is going to win the MVP. And Lamar Jackson showed why in that game against San Francisco when they when they blew them out. And then Lamar Jackson obviously showed it in the playoffs once again, which has been the whole thing about Lamar Jackson. Oh, how is he going to perform in the playoffs? Well, he showed why. And this is how good the Ravens are. It was a tie game at halftime, and they just showed how how they can just flip the switch in a second. They still won by three scores. This is a very good team. They got the best defense in the NFL. Um, They can create turnovers. They can get after the quarterback. There are so many things that they can do. Um... And I think it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson in the end. If he plays the way that he did against the Texans, I don't know if there's really a team that can beat them. I really don't. I think, yes, Mahomes can go head-to-head with them, but it's going to be hard because of how good that roster is. Yeah, Greg, you mentioned a good point with the Ravens' defense. And Aiden, how do you think Mahomes could possibly beat this Ravens' defense? Because they make C.J. Stratt look like a human. So obviously, yeah, Mahomes. Of course, there are occasions where like he's obviously going to find a way and be able to like go against like these defenses. Like they were doubting him against Buffalo, and of course, they'll pro- he's probably going to be the underdog going into Baltimore. So of course, he's just got to like stay stay like the consistency and just bring it to the Baltimore game. And of course, as we from the Miami game when he was like targeting Rasheed Rice the whole time and was able to get him reps, and then, of course, like, run the ball Pacheco because Pacheco's been playing a big role for the Chiefs' offense. Uh, I but think, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, no, I agree. I And I think the run game for them, they got to set the tone with Isaiah yeah. Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco. Right? And if you want to give Elair, want to work him in there, I mean, he's more of a, you know, a third down type of back, okay, but Pacheco is, is just a bowling ball, so you don't really need him. But, like, you need to set the, the tone on the ground. And if that also means a couple play actions, get the defense on their toes, let Mahomes roll out, do what he does best, just kind of make something out of nothing. Um, I think the Chiefs, obviously every team strips the first, what, 20 plays or whatever it is. Um, but the Chiefs need to have a game plan um, going into Baltimore that we, in the opening of the game and maybe even throughout, you know, if the, if the Ravens' defense... Stand strong, we'll do it all game. They got to run the ball down their throat and just let Mahomes settle in, work off of the run game. Because, again, you said it, Greg. Like, I think this is going to be a fascinating matchup because of how good both defenses are, right? Yeah. I mean, we could we could see, like, a 17-10 to 10 type of game here. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. And, look, the way the Chiefs win this game, as you mentioned with Pacheco, if they control a line of scrimmage, that's how you're going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how Kansas City... That's how they won against Buffalo's because they were able to establish the run, which got the play action game going. Obviously, with Kansas City, they were able to throw the ball, hit Rasheed Rice, hit Travis Kelsey. Mahomes was able to do his thing by time. 
That is what Kansas City is going to have to do. And it's going to be a tougher task because, remember, going into that game against Buffalo, Buffalo only had, and I'm not trying to take this away, obviously, I think Baltimore's defense is significantly stronger than Buffalo's. Buffalo only had four active linebackers going into that game. Oh, yeah, Greg. You Ma- make a good point with yeah. that. Ma- and let me also mention one thing as well, too. Remember Matt Milano, one of the better linebackers in the NFL? He was out for the season. I think he got hurt in the Jacksonville game. He did. He got hurt in the Jacksonville game, and they didn't have him for the rest of the season. And he was a big loss, I remember, at the time, too. Um, and I know it didn't really affect him down the stretch of the regular season because no, he still it, made it. it, it but, but, I mean, correct. in a game like that, when you're going up you, against opposing you quarterbacks watch like these, Mahomes and watch, the running games that they have. yeah, You watched his Bills defense throughout the season. It took a big hit once Milano was up. I spoke to a lot of people within the Bills team and they said this is a big hit. Look, when I was there, you saw that linebacker group change without Milano, and you get back to this Ravens-Texans game. Look, I, I, I said on third along, I was the outlier. I had the Texans winning that game. I thought they're going to pull an upset. But, you know, they just totally made C.J. Stratt look like a human. Look, they still think this team's got a bright future, the Texans, but Lamar versus... Patrick Mahomes, look, we saw a, I saw something that someone posted, so this is not my words, it was the challenger versus the challengee or something like that, and look, basically, this is the matchup we've been waiting for, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, we usually get it once a year, and this is our time in the AFC Divisional, AFC Championship round, this is quite a game, Aiden, preview this game for us, and who do you think's going to win? So yeah, in this game, I'm thinking like a, um, I'm, this is like definitely tough, but I'm feeling like a Ravens 31 to like 27 type of score because overall, like both these QBs are just gonna put up a battle, as we saw from Lamar last game, 252 total yards and four total touchdowns, and then Mahomes, of course, finding a way to win in Buffalo, but like Mahomes, an- another matchup we. We know we talk about Mahomes and Al. Mahomes and Lamar is also a very exciting matchup in the NFL. Like the last time these two players met, these two teams, it was a thirty-six to thirty-five Baltimore win back in twenty twenty-one. So these two teams know how to put how to make it close. And okay, so you got the Ravens winning it. Yeah, Aaron, who do you got winning it this game? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll obviously see about Mark Andrews, and if and if he'll play, he's obviously a big key for Lamar uh, in the passing game. I don't know. I th- I'm I'm really excited for this game. Like, I love the quarterback matchup. I love the defense of both teams. Both great coaches. Like, this is like as good as a like. This is like a Super Bowl. Like, it's like a mini Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I think the Ravens maybe get it done just barely. I'll say like. Like twenty three, twenty or so. It's gonna be. It's gonna come. It might come down to a field goal again. It Greg, really I feel like out of you two, I'm like the tiebreaker because I have the feeling that Sam, since he's such a Patrick Mahomes guy, he is going to choose the Chiefs. Here, I'm glad. I want to just mention real quick. I'm glad you mentioned about Mark Andrews because there is obviously a possibility that he could play this week. And if they do, how much how much better is that Ravens offense going to look if he plays? He's one of the best tight ends in the league. And Isaiah likely has been really, really good for them. Yes. And I, I and listen, he's not Mark Andrews, but still, having both of them on the field, they can use two tight end sets. 
it, it, it's it'll be incredible to see if he, you know, it'll be incredible to watch, and we'll see if he plays. If I'm going to give a prediction on this game, I'm going to go Baltimore 27, Chiefs 24. Everybody's counting out Patrick Mahomes. Well, but guess what? Patrick Mahomes is going to put on that villain cape once again and go into M&T Bank Stadium and go to his sixth straight AFC Championship and go to his third ever Super Bowl appearance mm. and dethrone the reigning MVP. Wow. Isn't it his fourth? Because he lost one to Tom Brady and then he won two. Oh, yeah. His yes. fourth. His fourth. It's just so many to See, count. You claim to be a Mahomes it's just fan. So many you, don't count. Even, you don't even know. It's just so many to count, Mr. Huck. Um, Second straight Super Bowl. I remember that Patriots Chiefs game, too, with the, with still, the offsides call I and everything. I still get mad D watching Ford. highlights yep, that. D Ford, yep. Um, so, yeah, the Ravens are three and a half point favorites at home, obviously, three o'clock on Sunday. Chiefs. Ravens. It's going to be such a four game. Really straight Super Bowls. Four Super Bowls hitting out of the four six years in the AFC. It's going to oh be Patrick God. Mahomes. Oh Mahomes. This is why media. people doubt him because people like you just blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. Oh four my God. out of the six Super Bowls. We know he went to. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we, he uh, is going to take over this game, and the score will be twenty four. To twenty one, uh, I, I think which version of Travis Kelsey we see is going to be huge as yeah, well. Yeah, Aaron, that's a great point. Right, because throughout the season we've seen some lackluster performances, and we've also seen times where he kind of you know shows flashes of being the Travis Kelsey of, of the past few years for Taylor Swift in this game. <laughs> sure, she will be there. He's playing for Taylor Swift. He knows he's got to do something. So if they lose, are they like are, are they done? You think Taylor just calls it off? No. Well, oh. I, 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 we could talk about that after third and long, guys. But and, and Lamar steals her. What a, oh. what a plot. Oh. What a script the writers oh. are cooking up here. Oh. Wow. They should make me a script writer, dude. Oh, I'd be my. fantastic. Um, All right. Anything else on, on Chiefs-Ravens before we move on? I The one thing, I'll just mention one more thing. I think the key for Kansas City is going to be that running game because if they can get their running game going, I think that's what's going to free up Travis Kelsey to get good separation, to have those defenders bite. And it's going to be tough against this Baltimore defense because obviously this is the best defense that Kansas City is going to be going up against all year long. I, I Another thing I will say, whoever wins this game I do think is winning the Super Bowl. I do think mm. one of these two teams will be either the 49ers or the Lions, whoever goes and wins the NFC Championship game to get to the Super Bowl. All I mean, right. we shall see. Y'all hating on Patrick Mahomes. And we go to the N NFC. Mm -hmm. The better conference. We do. I watch the AFC. I'm the, the, no, the, yeah, I know. AFC's. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being biased. We have three <laughs> NFC fans. Yeah, you're that. Imagine the only American football conference. You're that lonely American football conference. At least we're all New York, fellas. <laughs> so we, York. we have the. Can we just. Let's talk about the first game of the weekend with the in the NFC. Oh, 24 yeah, sure. to True. 21 victory. San Francisco 49ers found a way to win. Brock Purdy did not play good in the early start of the game. Then he played great. The exact opposite for Jordan Love. Jordan Love, he played great throughout that game, but made some questionable Brett Favre X throws down the stretch. And he just reminded you of Aaron Rodgers, who played great against the Cowboys. Just can't get it done against San Francisco 49ers. Look, they're the best 
talented team in the NFL. There's no doubt about that, but they should not have won that game. The Packers choked that game, and look, guys, Brock Purdy, we could call on Mr. Brock Purdy himself and Nick Carlson, but I'm starting to have some doubts again about him. I mean, look, I, I think, you know, I, the MVP talk was a little crazy, I think, just because of how much is around him, right? But, you know, at the same time, I, I think Purdy is, when you say doubts, doubts in, in what sense? That he can be like a franchise guy? That he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I don't think he needs to be. I mean, he's shown in this game. He doesn't need to be great so, for them to you know, win. We are having a NFC Championship Goff versus Brock Purdy. Who would have thought? Two good quarterbacks. But, yeah, no, it is weird. It's, Who would have thought? Mean, I mean, Jared Goff Who has been to thought? a Super Bowl before. Yes. So, you know, and they scored th- and what, they three points. And he should have played Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. The sure. referee screwed Patrick Mahomes over. <laughs> I think you can make the same case for the Saints Rams in 2019. Yeah. I mean, the Jared Goff should have never been to the Super yeah. Bowl that year. And I still talk about it till this day. Like the the like I'll give the Rams respect and credit. Well, but like well, they didn't deserve well, to go Greg, to the Super Bowl. They year, also sure. had the ball. The Saints also had the ball first in overtime. They did. Well, they so did. You can't really blame. But it remember, all if they. It, well, let's. I think we're getting. I mean, a let's. Get, yeah, we we're are getting, getting a little, little off topic. Aiden, but what that's th- another discussion for another day. Uh, I, I think here's the one thing you gotta you gotta think about is is Debo gonna play? Yeah, no, that's a great point. Debo, we're gonna find out this week if Debo's gonna play. And Aiden, can you talk about the Packers versus Niners game? What What were your thoughts from this game? Yes, 100. percent And of course, um, it was. Overall, just a very close game. The Niners did not play well to start off with. Obviously, the Packers being the first seven seed to win a playoff game in that ever since it's been added, being able to go up against the San Francisco 49ers. They were tr- – and, of course, the Niners, when Aaron Rodgers was a Packer, they owned Rodgers. So they were like – the Packers were playing a really close game, of course, and Jordan Love, he didn't – besides the two picks he had, didn't play Wait, that great. bad. Aaron Jones, 108 Rushing yards, he had a he did pretty well. But oh yeah, and then like of course the receiving game, who's been pretty solid. They're also the youngest team in the league. Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Bo Melton, Bo Melton, Rutgers, oh, Rutgers said, legend, Rutgers, Rutgers legend. Um, Christian Watson, and yeah, like they they have a solid team around them, and they just are able to get get the job done. They weren't even expected to be like a playoff team. So, pack the pa- Packers fans should have. Should have no shame. They did a great job this season after Aaron Rodgers left. Jordan Love did a phenomenal job, especially in that Cowboys game, which makes me smile as a Giants fan. But um, and then yeah, the 49ers um, just they got they they got to lock in for Detroit. They got to play. They got to play better because that's not, with with that roster you have, you cannot keep it like close like that and just like rely on like the end of the game. And Aiden, your preview into our next topic, Lions. Motor City, Dan Campbell. Wow. Let me just Those tell you. Those kneecaps. Mm-hmm. When he was hired, I was the biggest Dan Campbell hater. <laughs> I was wrong. The biggest Dan Campbell Why? hater? I was. So when you, you said think- so when he was fired, you knew when he was hired, you knew it would be bad. Like I was you knew like, him I was from like, New Orleans. I was just like, this is just not a good hire. I was watching his press conference. I was like, whoa. The press conference actually kind of spoke to me. I was like, now I was skeptical. I was like, well, he's got to make it work. You know what? But Sam, I'm like, I kind of like this guy. Like, but, I, but I was wrong. I was wrong. And let me just tell you, 
This Lions team, and I, I am personally friends with two Lions fans from Detroit. I was texting with them after the game, and they said they've never been this happy. They are just in another world. I mean, they could have their a second championship. I mean, look. wait, what? Since wait earlier this month when the University of Michigan won the national championship, the the the, the Cleveland Browns have been to the postseason twice now in the last. Four years, right? Yeah. Yep. The Detroit Lions are playing for a, a trip to the Super Bowl. I think we can officially say the New York Jets are the most miserable franchise <laughs> in all of sports. Well, I'll, I'll even point I this. Th- I think we can say. I'll that. point this out as well. The Detroit Lions have made more NFC Championship appearances in the 21st century than the Dallas Cowboys have, and wow. the Commanders. Wow. And, yeah. yeah and also, commanders. <laughs> th- this this postseason compare. They've had two playoff wins from 1958 to 2022, only one, which happened in 1990, January 1992 against the Cowboys. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, look, the, it's been a long time coming for the Lions, but, I mean, this they is deserve a gr- it. This is definitely a group. I mean, when you look at the way they play, and, and Jared Goff is that perfect type of <sighs> pocket presence he, quarterback. He really, Jared I mean, Goff. Yeah, well, that's all he is, is a pocket presence, because let's be honest, he's not moving much. But, but, I mean, look. He, he he gets the ball if where it needs to the be. The Lions win the Super Bowl. You can make a case that he's the best player in franchise history. Who's that? Jared Goff. I would relax on that. There's a Whoa. guy named Barry no, Sanders. No, he brought you Super Bowl. There's a guy named. It, that doesn't mean he's the best player in Barry, franchise history. Barry Sanders and Megatron. Calvin Johnson. I mean, you're talking. Got to be someone else, right? <laughs> I'm not yeah, thinking of someone, but there are Ford others. Field, the Lions are building a statue for Jared Goff and There's Dan already Campbell. a statue of Barry Sanders. If they win a Super Bowl. No, they're not. Unless he throws for 500 yards. They Jared Goff is a, is a very good quarterback. The Eagles but he's not the, re- he's not the sole reason. For Nick Foles. And he wasn't the sole reason. They built a statue for Nick Foles? Yeah, and Doug Pearson. The yeah. There's not a play. statue of Nick Foles, yeah, is there? Is. That's, it's the Philly special. Little, well, just that's the most iconic play like in in history. In in, in what? Not in history. In Philly, in Philly sports history, in yes. Eagles okay. history, yes. I thought you said NFL for a second. Absolutely Listen, not. They're not building Jared Goff a statue. Yes, they will. But if he wins them the Super Bowl, he'll be a legend. Yeah, for sure. He, he will, will be, be the. He'll be the only quarterback to ever win the Lions a Super Bowl. So, and it's fun. It's just really funny how. Stafford goes to LA and all the Lions fans were like rooting for him and they were like celebrating when he won the Super Bowl and now their guy Doth has a chance to win the Lions a Super so Bowl. So two Super Bowls in the past three <laughs> years? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess they're basically just I mean, how do you think Stafford feels about this? Like I, I, I I'm sure he's got, a little I mean Stafford does have a Super Bowl. He has a ring. He does, yeah, but, but you, still, you know he he would have loved for this to be He would have loved it, but still I but think what 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 would have meant more? A a Ram stack Super Bowl? Well a Lions Super Bowl. Or a Lions course, Super Bowl. Of course, but he won it with the Rams and he got his ring and you know, I mean look, I I think Detroit, um, I love them, first of all, just offensively. Um, they actually signed Zach Ertz to be yeah. their backup tight end this week behind Laporta. Just uh, Brock Wright, I believe, got hurt uh, in in the game uh, last week, and so I, I love what they do offensively. Right, the two headed monster in the backfield with Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, who has been fantastic. Laporta at the tight end spot. You have Amon Ross St. Brown, who to me is really close to being like a top five receiver. He's electric. Um, 
And you just have other guys who are, who, I mean, you know, Jared Doff's got his guy from, from L.A., uh, Josh Reynolds. Reynolds, right? Yeah. So This is a special team. They're a well-oiled machine, especially oh, offensively. Look, you got to give Baker Mayfield and the Bucks credit for doing what they did. You did. They were 4-7. and seven. They finished off the season 9-8. and eight. And, and, and credit yeah. to Baker also because he signed that one-year deal and everyone was kind of, you know, like, is he going to fizzle out and just be a straight-up bust? But, no, he really did kind of revive his career here in Tampa Bay this season. And yeah. there are reports that Tampa Bay and Baker wants to come back for oh, yeah. year two. They're going to give him a, a two- to three-year deal. No, I'm, sure. I'm hearing a 40-year 40 deal. years? Yeah. No, 40 he's years? definitely going to get paid. No, like a $40 million per year deal. That's I'm hearing of, reports that. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the reason why he's going to get that much is because if you Derek, look at all the other quarterbacks that are getting paid, like Dale Jones, Derek Carr is making what forty five, something like forty some. Yeah, I mean, some of the, like Deshaun maybe Watson. Maybe Baker is about Russell a forty Wilson. million dollar quarterback. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. as this is to say, but credit to him. Look, if the Bucks won the Super Bowl, he would have probably be Eli's Manning record in twenty twelve with the most passing yeah, yards, true, and a postseason. So, guys, uh, I and can we ask the decision? By Bowles to go for two on that first score, and then having to, get the two to I, I also think did we agree or disagree? Mm, no, I, I didn't. As I said this earlier, I disagree. As disagree, Aaron. As I said yesterday on offsides, look. At the end of the day, it didn't make a difference if they're going to win or lose the game. It didn't, but I w- I'm just curious because I would have kicked it. I would have just kicked the extra point as well. Like I think it was a bit of an aggressive decision, and. You know, I don't know. Like having to, I mean, being down eight. I mean, again, did it make much of a difference in Baker's decision to throw that ball? Probably not. But knowing you would have needed the two point conversion also after, I think definitely did play a little bit of a factor. Where it's like, okay, we've got to complete the gauntlet here. Like we've got to do both. The reason they went for two is because this is something that we have seen a lot in sports, especially baseball, is analytics. Like, they tell you to go for it on fourth and two, fourth and one. If that's Dan Campbell nuts, Bob, we're all not surprised that he went that he went True. for two. Because yep. Dan Campbell goes for it on, like, fourth and... He'll go for it, he'll go for it on fourth and ten from his own 35. Like, that's just the type of coach that he is. That's why I love Dan Campbell is because he is not afraid of, like, any moments of going for it or going for two, whatever. The, the first thing that I think of when I look at these two teams going up against each other is... Two offensive genius play callers, Ben Johnson and Kyle Shanahan. Yep. Because Ben Johnson's going to be an NFL head coach next year. I think we can all agree on that. We just don't oh, know. Oh, 1,000%. He's, he's yeah. probably going to be commander. I feel like if Ben Johnson goes to Atlanta, that could be that could be. I, I, I would like to see him either in Atlanta or the Chargers with Justin Herbert. And you know what's funny about the Chargers? I don't know if you guys saw The, the Chargers are going to hire. They're trying to get Jim Harbaugh. They're going to get Harbaugh today or tomorrow to become official. How do you know that? You don't know that. You can't say <laughs> stuff like that. Now, if you're right, you're right. Fine. Yeah. But they have made an extremely strong offer to uh, Jim Harbaugh. What's up? What's yeah, up? they have me. Look, they have, guys. Um, NFC Championship. I'll start it with Greg. Lions. Niners. Who you got? Here's the way I look at it. If Debo plays, I think, despite if he's healthy, how healthy he is going into the game, if he plays, I think the 49ers win. Because I think it's going to draw more attention on him. He's going to be more of like a decoy. 
and that's going to free up a little bit more of Ayuk and, and Kittle, and they're going to be able to get the running game going with McCaffrey running behind that left side. I know the right side of that offensive line is a problem, but it's not a problem on the left side when you obviously got Trent Williams. If Debo plays, I think the 49ers win because even if he's not 100%, they're going to use him as a decoy. If he doesn't play, I have the Lions winning. Well, you got to know what you have right now. I'm going to go 49ers because I'm expecting Debo to still play. Aaron, who you got? Niners or Lions? Mm. Greg uh, said the, uh, the, the Niners. Niners. We got two for the Niners so far. I, I, I hate to pit both favorites because I do like the nice underdog and the Lions have been a great story. But I don't know. I, I think if Purdy can settle in early and Debo does play, I, I think the Niners are just too much. They're just too much. Um, I really like, again, what Detroit has on the other side, <clears throat> especially offensively. I think they have a ton of really nice weapons. Um it's about who's going to make the fir- the first mistake, right? The fatal mistake. Um, I I think I think the Niners may just have too much talent uh, to avoid that, and so I'll take the Niners winning at home to advance to the Super Bowl. Yeah, honestly, I agree with the same thing. I feel like the Niners are an overall like better and complete team compared to the Lions, and have more like playoff experience in the last five years compared to the Lions and four NFC Championship appearances. Even though there is, there definitely is a chance they can lose back to back to back. But I feel like the Niners will win by a score of thirty to seventeen. All right, we got three zero Niners. I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna go make it four. I think the Niners are ultimately gonna win this game to the ground. I think CMC is gonna carry them. I do agree with you, Greg. On some point, Debo being a decoy, but I think if you have Debo in this game, you have to give him. You're going to have to give him the ball, but I, I don't. I think CMC is going to be a difference maker. I think they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be closer than people think. It was a hell of a run for Detroit. Now, I'm not calling it over. I want Detroit to win. I'll be rooting for them. Same here. But I Same. think the Niners are going to win. And we're going to call in right now former host of Third and Long, Nick Carlson. This is becoming a, a <laughs> weekly segment now. We had Nick on last week, and he. He did. He did express his uh, dismay over his Browns, but he and was confident in the Niners. So we'll ask him what he thinks if he picks up. He didn't pick up the first time last time, and then he called me back. <laughs> What's up, Mister Prince? Yo, Nick Carlson. Mister Carlson, you are on live third and long right now. Uh, I feel like I'm becoming a frequent guest here. I mean, you are. We we. We were saying we're just gonna have you on it. You're gonna be like you're gonna be like Aaron Rodgers on, on McAfee. You're just gonna be on every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool comparison. All right, Carlson. Who do you got? NFC Championship: Lions, Niners. I uh, you know I love Purdy. Um, I I don't I I think that the Lions are like a team of destiny. Um, but I, I was looking at a stat today that apparently five straight quarterbacks have thrown over 300 plus yards against the Lions. And Curry's thrown six this season, so it comes out if Debo's playing as well. But I don't know. I think that's a toss-up. I think the Ravens-Chiefs game is more of a is more of a gimme. I think the Ravens destroy the Chiefs. You think they destroy the Chiefs? What? what, what so you think Mahomes is gonna get squandered? That defense is so good. That they, like they're they're just phenomenal. They they have like the lowest rushing, the lowest passing. 
I, Mahomes, he has no receivers, really. I mean, like, receivers is great. Travis Kelsey is great, but, like... You have Isaiah Pacheco. I, think I just feel like they're over. It's gonna be a game, and are you? Who are you rooting for this weekend? I I hate the Ravens, but I, I think they're gonna win. If I had to guess, I really think it's gonna be 49ers Ravens, like everyone's been saying the whole time. Yeah, uh, I I could see it too. Well, so you guys have what? 49ers Ravens or Aiden, Aaron, and Greg all have 49ers Ravens, but I have a repeat as Super Bowl Fifty Four: the Niners versus the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think that'd be a better Super Bowl. I think the Ravens uh, 49ers would be a worse Super Bowl to watch. Alright, I see you. Aaron, do you have anything to say to Nick Carlson? I, I have to ask you something. Um, yeah. are, are, are you a T-Swizz guy? A key is. Are you talking about T-Swizz? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you heard the stories about me playing uh, T-Swizz on the radio? <laughs> I told you it's. I feel like one time we were like maybe driving to a game and like some T Swizz came on and, and you maybe turned it up in the car. I'm not gonna lie. So I I, I probably know every T Swizz song. Really. So what do you think of T Swift dating Travis Kelsey and being at all the Chiefs games? So I I think it's obnoxious how they show it, um, but I I think there's a legit chance he could retire. I mean, I ah. just feel like why would you want to continue this when you have Taylor? Like now, the greatest woman alive. Let, 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 uh, the what? <laughs> the greatest woman alive. Wow. Wow. Let me ask you this. If they lose to Baltimore, does, does T-Swizz call off the the the, uh, the dual engagement that's going on? Like, is she just like, this guy's not good enough? That'd be, that'd be pretty depressing. <laughs> I feel so bad for Kelsey. No, I... I, I Steinfeld calling Josh Allen? Is that, is that a thing, too? Yeah, that's been a thing since the season started. I think, I think, I think Josh has got it a little bit. Like, I don't want to. This, I'm not turning this into a, into a comparing. Yeah, no, but I don't know. That's a pretty sweet kid too. Yeah, I mean, well, David wants to tend because she's less famous. But no, I, I love Taylor Swift. I love Travis Kelsey. I love the podcast too. Their podcast is so fun to listen. It is, and Carlson, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? I, I knew you were troubles a pretty. That's a bop. Uh, but I, I'm going to stick with the, the fan favorite you belong with me. That's a good song. My favorite is Dancing With Our Hands Tied. That's a wild one. <laughs> That's like a true fan right there. See, see, we thought you were a big fan. Prince is like a t- like he like he was he was looking at the Eras tickets. I was. Wow. <laughs> like, well, I, I, I had a friend who was in a box seat and he said that uh, it was the greatest concert he's ever been to and he's not even going to tell I'm really liking King of My Heart by Taylor Swift, too. Wow, this is... is, You're really a diehard fan. Hey, I I, I like my music, Carlson. Well, I I can tell, but... (laughs) All right, we'll let you go, Carlson. Great talking to you. All right, I'll see you guys. Have a good one. Same time next week, buddy. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Great guy, great guy. Um, what a man! History sport in Philadelphia was good with him. I, I, I've heard stories of that class. Oh, well. you weren't, uh, Greg. You didn't know the legend of Nick Carlson, the former third and long host. Yes, me and Nick. Were, How long ago? This last was year. just last, last year. year. Oh, yeah, okay. he was a senior last year. Nick oh, wow. and I were were at the helm of this fantastic podcast, and Sam has he's the heir apparent. So, 
Um, always want to show respect uh, to uh, Mr. Carlson. I mean, look, for myself, it's good It's good to learn about all this stuff that goes on in past years <laughs> because this is my first year at Rowan, so I'm, I'm getting to know everybody. I'm getting to know what went on in the past. You're getting a history lesson yep. of, of third and long here. And um, Wait, so next year we'll, we'll have you and Carlson come at the same sure. time. Yeah, it'll oh. be like A.J. Hawk and, and Rogers on Madden yep. right? Bring in A.J. Hawk, he says like three things, and then you're like, nah, <laughs> screw this guy. Let's get Rogers in here. He's the so, interesting So are He's you Rogers or Carlson's A.J. Hawk? No, I think, I think I don't know. I don't know. You just I called think Carlson, Aaron Rogers. Carlson might be, might be Rog. Like, I might be more of the... Of the straight to the, you know, what are you going to ask me about next year? Probably the how the Jets are doing. The Jets. Which, depending on what they do in the offseason, you know, whatever. This is not about the Jets, but um, it always seems to get back to them. But, again, Niners, Lions, like, just diving a little bit more deeply for, for a few minutes. Like, uh, I, I think Detroit, you know, what they do really well is – I, I think, again, they utilize the speed factor. I think Jameer Gibbs has, has been a, a game changer for them. Um, and the Niners obviously are all about, you know, Shanahan and, and what he's able to steam up and get his guys in space to make plays, right? Because they're all great with the ball in their hands. And um, Brandon Ayuk is fantastic as well. And I think, Greg, you brought it up, like Ben Johnson can rival. I mean, Shanahan we know is the best play caller in the league, but Ben Johnson has done a great job getting Doth his looks and allowing St. Brown to, you know, really elevate and be this level of receiver. Like, it really is an interesting matchup steam-wise. And I think in the Chiefs-Ravens game, it's going to be fascinating to see the defensive tactics. I think in this one, it's going to be, you know, like who can draw up more just open shot plays down the field and who's going to hit on them. I think this, this could be a high-scoring game. This could be you know, pushing into the 30s for, for both teams here. Yeah, so. and you even mentioned about the Lions running game as well with Gibbs and Montgomery. Remember San Francisco last week, they had a tough time stopping the run. I mean, Aaron Jones had a huge game uh, against that run defense. I, and, you know, Warner and Greenlaw, those guys are going to have to step up this week. And I think with the Lions, it's pretty much safe to say at this point, they have the best offensive line in the league. Um I don't know if Ragnow is going to play this week. Yeah, as Fred well. Ragnow is just, dude. He is, he he. I don't know if you saw what happened to his ankle in the game, where it got it stepped on and just tw- oh, I like I crims. I physically crims. So I was like, that 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 is just, it, it's it's, like ugh, it was really bad. And uh, he was out of the game for what? Like a play? He was over. At I the- think I saw this notification on Bleacher Report that the most of the Lions' offensive line was playing hurt throughout the entire game, and it shows how good their offense is. Because Crazy. if they're if they actually played hurt, they still put up thirty one points against a really good defense. Like that was the Bucks' strength coming into that game was their defense. It wasn't their offense, despite with how good Baker has played, and we know they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Their defense was better than their offense um, going into that game, and obviously didn't show out with the the results. And I think a lot of that is because of how good Detroit is offensively. They can run the ball. They can build off a of play action. We know how good of a play caller Ben Johnson is. And Jared Goff, I know people have their concerns about him, but I think what you're I think here's what it's going to come down to. I think Detroit's defense is a little bit more of a concern. I don't think Jared Goff is a concern. I think it's going to come down to which quarterbacks which quarterback is going to make that one mistake. 
whether that's Purdy throwing an interception or, or Goff throwing an interception. You saw it last week. I thought the difference in the game was when Jordan Love threw those two picks. And I thought yep. Jordan Love actually played good. He did. Uh, outside of those two interceptions, you mentioned that before, Aiden. So I think it's going to come down to which quarterback is going to make those those one or two couple mistakes um, in this game. I think that's what the different the difference is going to be. We got some breaking news. Do we? The Chargers and Jim Harbaugh have most likely agreed to the principal when it comes down to his salary per sources. In today's discussion regarding the team's personal decision and et cetera, Jim will be paid more than what Michigan was offering, over $12.5 million. Per who? Who resources? Outkick. Um, I mean, if that's true, that's a big turnaround for the Chargers, right? Going from what? So I just saw your eyes. Yeah. Light up. Yeah. From Brand Staley. So where 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 are you seeing this on Twitter? Yeah, all over Twitter. All over Twitter. Let's see. I don't believe anything till Schefter or Rappaport says it. But have most likely agreed to the principal. I mean, look, we'll see. I mean, it would be a great hire for it's the gonna Chargers. It's going to happen. It'd be also, great. Also, too, the Raiders just hired the Chargers' former That's a GM. terrible hire. I, I don't understand that hire either because that's been the thing with the Chargers for years. Like, Justin Herbert, I think there's about six or seven elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Justin Herbert is one of them. The guy has nobody around him. Like, he, like, the defense isn't good. He's got one good receiver in Keenan Allen. Eckler is nice, but I, I look at him as more like a fantasy player. I mean, let's be honest. Eckler's not he, he, he was actually garbage in fantasy He was terrible in fantasy. I had him on my fantasy yeah, team. Same. He was brutal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of movement. Obviously, Eagles letting go of uh, Ryan Johnson the other day um, and keeping Nick Sirianni, which – is a decision that I think makes me scratch my head a, w- a little bit, um, but we'll see who the they can. We'll see who they can get. Um, All right, I think that wraps it up for today's episode of Third and Long. We should wrap it up, guys. Uh, we we appreciate both of you coming on, and uh, I I think I mean both these games should be really good. I think we've been spoiled this postseason. We have. Been. I think all these games, most of these games so far, except like Houston and Cleveland. Um, have been, you know, at least pretty decent. I know Miami Kansas City wasn't a great game either, but like it was a great game for Patrick Mahomes. I, well, <laughs> yes. Um, the division, the divisional round games were a lot better than the wild card games. Yeah. I would All right, agree. Aiden, Greg, thank you guys for joining. Aaron, as always, of course. Thanks to my co-host, yep. and thank you everyone for listening to Third and Long.